Welcome to News in Focus with your host, Chris Long, president of the Ohio Christian Alliance. Stay tuned for an analysis and conversation about the issues that matter most to you and your family. Here now with this week's edition of News in Focus is Chris Long. And we're welcome, and we're glad that you're with us for this edition of News in Focus. We're going to focus on Israel on this broadcast. And I hope that you'll be listening, uh, because we're going to be sharing some important information. With us on the phone is our good friend, Mike Goldstein. He is the director of the Arizona um, uh, chapter of the Proclaiming Justice to the Nations. Uh, Mike is a longtime friend of the Ohio Christian Alliance. When he and his wife, Beverly, were here in Ohio, and uh, there are uh, good Jewish friends, and we're glad to have Mike with us on the program, but I want to share a little bit more about Mike's resume. Mike served in the U.S. Navy as a linguist, uh, and he also was 26 years active Naval Reserve. Uh, Mike also is the general counsel for Proclaiming Justice to the Nations, and he helped us on a number of pieces of legislation here in Ohio, including the resolution to support um, the uh, state of Israel that we passed with former State Representative Andy uh, Andy Thompson, excuse me, and... um, you know, in fact, what we were talking about at that time, that there was anti-Semitism growing on college campuses, and we were really addressing that at the state legislature. This was a handful of years ago. Well, unfortunately, here we are again. Uh, many of you have seen the coverage of these large protests, Palestinian support and Hamas protests uh, in the country on college campuses and universities and in some of our major cities in New York and Chicago and Los Angeles. But they have turned violent. And unfortunately, in Washington, D.C., over the weekend, there was uh, red paint splattered on the front gates of the White House. And, there were sh- uh, and they were literally at the gates of the White House, shaking the, the, the uh, uh, gates. And there was thousands of these protesters there. Who was assembling them and why? Well, we're going to talk about that. Uh, Israel has to defend itself after the attack out of Gaza. Uh, from October 7th of this month with the tragedy that took place in the state of Israel through its communities of the literal massacre of men, women, and children. But unfortunately, that bloodshed has now come to America as we had a gentleman yesterday who was simply holding up an Israeli flag uh, and was hit over the head uh, by a Palestinian supporter. That The police know who the man is, and now the man has died. It's a, literally a murder charge. Unfortunately, two weeks ago, there was a stabbing of a synagogue leader. This woman was uh, murdered and found on the street uh, just not far from the synagogue in which she served as a director. With us on the phone again is Mike Goldstein, Counsel for Proclaiming Justice to the Nations. It is a Jewish Christian organization supporting uh, the Jewish state and the Jewish people. Mike, welcome to the program. Thanks, Chris. It's a pleasure to be back with you again. Well, you and I talked a few weeks ago when all this happened, unfortunately, after October 7th, uh, really the 9-11 for Israel uh, with a terrorist attack on the communities and the kibbutz. Uh, and, of course, the IDF started to respond as quickly as they could. Uh, they hit Israel at a time of holiday. Uh, it was well orchestrated, well funded by Iran. Uh, it was Hamas. But Hezbollah has also been... Uh, rattling the saber in the north out of Lebanon. Uh, give us an update uh, from what what the situation is on the ground in Israel. Okay, well, I've been following it as much as I can through open sources. Um, and the tactical situation seems to be right now that uh, Israel has cut off the northern Gaza Strip from the southern Gaza Strip, and they are attacking Hamas um, in the north particularly now, and going into those tunnels, the terror tunnels as well. Um, I, I want to correct something. It's not really correcting, but it's clarifying something. Uh, a lot of the media uh, conflates Palestinians, meaning Arab residents of uh, Gaza and whatever, with Hamas. They talk about an attack on Palestinians by Israel now. Israel is not waging war on Palestinians. Israel is waging war, waging war against the government of the Gaza Strip, which is Hamas, a designated terror group, 
by the United States government, and as we have seen, completely ruthless. But uh, there's no attack, there's no war against the civilians there. In fact, no, of course not. There, uh, are, and Israel has uh, been gone out of its way months. to <laughs> protect yeah. citizen life uh, in any time that they've had military engagement. Just the opposite yeah. is true of Hamas. Yes, that's right. So Israel's trying to keep the um, corridors open. They they dropped uh, thousands, tens of thousands of leaflets, called um, civilians in Gaza, saying, "Please go south, get out of the way. We know you've got uh, missiles in your the basement of your of your mosques and your hospitals. We're going to be attacking those. Get out, please. We don't want you to get hurt." And they've opened routes down to this uh, area in South Gaza. Uh, that they are doing uh, together with the Egyptians to give humanitarian aid to the refugees with water and food and everything. And Hamas is blocking those routes with trucks and things. They're trying not to let any Palestinians through because um, they hide behind the civilians to do their warfare. So, but that's tactically, they're um, going into the tunnels. They're, they've killed about hundreds of uh, Hamas fighters already. I won't even call them fighters. I'm going to call them terrorists because that's what they are. So, well, Mike, it's been it's such a, an uphill, just uh, emotional difficulty for anyone watching the, the coverage of what has happened in Israel with the reports that have come out about those who were actually killed, uh, brutalized, um, butchered, literally, in the communities, and then... Uh, some were taken captive. What is the status of those who are hostage from the October 7th event? Well, several of them were Americans. Uh, I think at least two Americans have been released. Um, it may be a few more than that now. The IDF, the Israeli Defense Forces, um, in their action against Hamas strongholds, have freed I think five of the hostages, they found them and they've gotten them out of there. But I think those were Israeli citizens. Um, and what's going on with the hostages is, is really that Israel is not going to stop because of the hostages. However, um, the, the leaders of Hamas, they're not in the Gaza Strip. They're living in multi-million dollar hotels and mansions in Qatar. And there are negotiations in Qatar. Um, not face-to-face, but remote, you know, from each other, between Hamas and Israel trying to negotiate the release of the hostages, because although it's very unlikely that they'll get any place with this, they will not leave any stone unturned to get the hostages released. They're trying to locate them. I'm not privy to their, you know, their intelligence, but they're trying to locate them within Gaza and liberate those they can. But it's not going to stop them from destroying every remnant of, of uh, Hamas, including the people, the fighters, the terrorists, and their entire infrastructure. They will level it. Used to say level it to the ground. Now they're leveling it above ground and underground. Let's do a little history here. Gaza was obviously a developed area that was uh, controlled by the state of Israel and was given to the Palestinian people. Hamas took over as a governing body by force and terror of their own of their own people, the Palestinians, and their whole focus has been to conduct war and raids and missile launches against the state of Israel. That's why you've had the Iron Dome that has protected you um, from these missile attacks that have come over relentlessly, more times more intense than others. Give us a little history of that background, Mike. I will, and I need to back up a little further. I won't go back to the Roman period, which I'd like to do, but we haven't got the time. But under the British mandate in Palestine, beginning after World War I, um, there were Jewish villages and Arab villages. The British called it Palestine. There never was a Palestine, but that's okay. Um, and from in the 1920s, 1920, 1929, there were Arab riots where they went into Jewish villages and did in 1920 and 29 exactly what they just did here in October. They didn't have any paragliders, but they raped and pillaged and kicked out all the Jews. 
And so those Jewish villages became Arab villages. That's part of the history of this. Then um, uh, we did some research. Hamas was elected, elected to rule over Gaza by the Gazan in 2005. And then in 2007, they consolidated their rule by um, assassinating uh, um, a competitive group called Fatah by throwing a lot of their members off the roofs of the building, and they made Gaza into their own um, totalitarian state. And since 2007, um, there are approximately 27,800 missiles, that's mortar shells and rockets, fired from Gaza into Israel, Twenty, almost 28,000. You can imagine. And every time Israel would respond, um, the international community would tell them to stop. You have to stop. We can't have any more dead Gazans. So they always stopped. With this latest incident on October 7th, um, talking to my Israeli friends here in Phoenix, the Phoenix area in Cleveland and from Israel, you have a white-hot anger. Everyone is so upset. Uh, Israel can't stop now. They can't. They're citizens won't let them. 350,000 Israelis are activated now into the armed forces there. Um, they I'll repeat that number, please. 350,000. 350,000 for such a small nation. That's quite a force assembled. Yeah, that's about everybody. And it turns out uh, there have been some news reports, oh, Israelis are fleeing, they're going elsewhere. Well, some of them are. Some of them, the citizens are very vulnerable. On the other hand, many more Israelis came back to Israel and reported to their reserve units. It's my understanding that of the reserves that called up, that's 100%, 200% of those showed up because people just came back from overseas and joined, rejoined their units. I just Everybody, saw a report yesterday on Twitter uh, when someone was posting up, said, proud of my state, Montana, and showed a bunch of guys who were cowboys, ranchers, actually going to Israel to support uh, and to help and aid with the farming right now. Uh, so <laughs> Israel is getting help from the United States. There's been supportive rallies here and in Great Britain and in places in Europe. But the political left is uh, showing the mass rallies of those who are supporting the Palestinians and Hamas. And I'm not sure, like you said, that you could divide between the two right now, because until the Palestinian people dethrone Hamas as their leaders, they are culpable to what took place on October 7th and the violence that they perpetuate against the state of Israel and innocence. Your thoughts? Oh, well, I was listening to Victor Davis Hanson talking about this issue recently, and I'm sure your listeners know about Victor Davis Hanson. What he said was, no, not Victor Davis. I'm sorry, Jordan Peterson, the psychologist. And what, what Jordan said was, yes, this is a Hamas is a totalitarian government, but initially they were freely elected and then they consolidated. So if you are a, a citizen living under that regime, um, you have a responsibility to get rid of that regime. That's, he says, now how much responsibility you have to do that? Um, it's not not zero. It's not nothing. You need to do something, whatever you can. And uh, they apparently, citizens, are too afraid of Hamas to do anything. But over the years, uh, they have supported Hamas. So Israel, when you're talking about, and it's a terrible issue that civilians are being killed there. But we have to understand that the Israelis are going after military targets. That's all they're going after. Those targets have human shields because Hamas either makes people stay there or they stay there voluntarily. But um, I was speaking uh, with Richard Kemp. You know who that is? Lieutenant, uh, I'm sorry, Colonel Richard Kemp. He's from the British Army who has, uh, he's been on a lot of podcasts and things. He is in Israel right now and he works with the IDF. Uh, as a consultant, but he has been watching how, they call it the Israeli way of war, 
that we have an American way of war. But Israelis do everything they can. They go above and beyond with their very restrictive rules of engagement, not and to try to minimize civilian casualties. They're not always successful because Hamas will not let them be successful. But um, one of the things Richard said, and I've talked to American military officers about this, is that the United States would never go to the the extremes that Israel goes to to uh, enhance the survivability of, of the civilian population. And um, I've just been studying the law of proportion, the rule of, of proportionality under uh, humanitarian law, humanitarian international law, um, about proportionality because people don't really understand what it is. Um, now, the definition I like. Is, was in an interview by the BBC, and I can't remember which Israeli general they were talking to. But the lady said, well, you know, there were only 1,500 civilians killed in Israel, and already 5,000 people. Of course, these figures are from Hamas. You can't trust them at all. But 5,000 civilians killed in Gaza. Don't you think that's disproportional? And the general said, you want to talk about proportionality? Here's proportionality. World War II, we fought Germany and destroyed Nazism. In all the way into Berlin, into the bunker where Hitler died. And when we had controlled all of Berlin and were in the bunker, that's proportionality. That's what the Israelis have to do in Gaza. Yes, that's exactly right. They have to eradicate Hamas. We're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back on the other side with Mike Goldstein, our good friend. And we're discussing the state of Israel and their need to defend their homeland. We'll be right back. America is kept safe because the Army National Guard responds, protects, and supports our nation when it needs them most. From fighting wildfires with air support, helping civilians in flooded neighborhoods, to delivering food and supplies to those who have lost everything, the Army National Guard always responds when disaster strikes. The Army National Guard also trains to be ever vigilant against threats, foreign and domestic. They protect our skies with missile defense weaponry. They secure our information, communications and infrastructure with cybersecurity. And they protect us against chemical, biological and radiological hazards with the civilian support team. The Army National Guard also stands ready to deploy and provide support for conflicts or humanitarian missions abroad. Join the Army National Guard and be there to respond, protect, and support your community and your country. Visit NationalGuard.com to learn more about part-time service. Sponsored by the Ohio Army National Guard. Aired by the Ohio Association of Broadcasters and this station. And as we just heard about the Ohio's National Guard, uh, we don't want to be remiss. And Veterans Day is this Saturday. and We want to thank all the veterans out there and give honor to them. In fact, we're speaking to a veteran on the phone, Mike uh, Goldstein, of course, who is the director of Proclaiming Justice to the Nations, the Arizona State Chapter. Mike, thank you for your military service in the U.S. Navy. Thank you, Chris. Still uh, taking care of my oath of office. Absolutely. And your 26 years of reserve duty, thank you for that as well. Well, listen, I want to go to... uh, a statement from Speaker Mike Johnson. This has been, uh, in fact, as we're talking today, this has been the one month, one month since the attacks of October 7th, as this is November 7th. Let's listen to what uh, Speaker Mike Johnson had to say at the podium today at the U.S. Capitol. As our cherished friend and ally Israel fights for its survival against the Iran-backed terrorist of Hamas, we will continue to stand up for human dignity and offer moral clarity. House Republicans understand that this moment demands decisive action, and we insist that we cannot waste any more time getting Israel the aid that it desperately needs. That's why, as the first act of my speakership, we passed a resolution condemning Hamas and reaffirming our solemn commitment to Israel. Days later, with bipartisan margins, we passed the Israel Security Supplemental Appropriations Act to provide billions in assistance to Israel in its time of great peril. And as we, mark, as we mark the one-month anniversary of this attack, House Republicans met with and heard from family members of some of the victims, not only to understand their grief and pain and worries, but to make clear why Israel must do everything in its power to wipe out Hamas and ensure that what happened October 7th can never happen again. That's uh, Speaker Mike Johnson, who is the newly elected Republican Speaker of the U.S. House of Representatives, standing with uh, other leadership in the House, standing resolutely 
uh, might add, with the state of Israel. And Mike Goldstein, my friend, I want to tell you that the American people and of us here in Ohio stand with you and the state of Israel and are backing them as they're doing what they need to protect themselves uh, in this state of emergency. And as uh, Benjamin Netanyahu, Prime Minister of Israel, said, they are at war. Uh, that war was thrust upon them. They did not invite it. They were a nation at peace. Uh, but their neighbors uh, to the south in Gaza, who they accommodated with uh, land rights uh, just a, a dozen years ago, have decided to, uh, el radical elements within that strip, have decided to c unleash terror on the Israeli people. And the Israeli IDF and the Israeli government are going to answer in kind. And we fully support that. The Ohio Christian Alliance supports that. We're not going to be intimidated by those radical voices in this country. And by the way, history is repeating itself. If we go back to the late 1930s, there were large Nazi rallies in this country, in Madison Square Garden and other major cities. Uh, before uh, the outbreak of World War II, uh, there, there were those who supported the Nazi state. Well, that diminished, obviously, pretty quickly when America went to war. And America is supporting the state of Israel as our chief ally in the Middle East. And, Mike, I just want you to know, be encouraged by that. And we send our love, our prayers, and support for the people of Israel who are suffering and grieving from the innocent life that they've lost. It tears us up to see the, the little children that were murdered by these animals that came over the wire that day, uh, on that Sunday, and unleashed that hell on the people of Israel. And now they are responding in kind. Uh, your thoughts, my friend. Speaker Johnson has complete moral clarity, ethical clarity in his statement. I want you to urge all of your listeners to get a hold of their senators and push them and push them and push them to vote in favor of this when it comes over to the Senate, because there are people there who are afraid to do it. So push your senators to have the same moral clarity that the House has shown and vote for this thing. Um, so, well, my, we my can, well, I'm going to say we, we can guarantee you at least one vote with Senator J.D. Vance, who's already come out resolutely and saying that we need to divide right. the funding uh, from Israel and Ukraine and other interests. It needs Israel's money needs to be voted on separately. I agree with that. Our organization agrees with that. Obviously, the majority of the U.S. House representatives agrees with that. Hopefully we can get Sherrod Brown, who is up on for election next year. And so, everybody, this will be a marked vote. This will be on the scorecard of how Senator Brown votes. But that that package that supports the state of Israel has to pass, as it is currently that the U.S. House of Representatives passed the, uh, through Mike Johnson's leadership and the conservatives in the U.S. House. Mike, your thoughts? I agree. I agree completely. I want to tell you one, tell the audience one thing that I've learned from my Israeli friends. What they want from America is not troops. They want parts for their... American-built airplanes, they want bullets and bombs. What they want mostly is for the American grassroots to be their spokesman in favor of Israel with their politicians and with their friends. Just talk about it. That's why I drafted a proclamation for our town council to pass in favor of Israel and condemning Hamas. That's why I'm working with the Arizona House of Representatives to educate our legislators on the same things that we've been talking about today so we can draft legislation help fix higher education here in the state of Arizona instead of having these crazy demonstrations. That's right. Well, my good friend Mike Goldstein, thank you for coming on the program. I want to, you to know that we send our love to you, your family, and the community, the Jewish community. Thank you for standing with us Christians uh, in this unity uh, over the years, and we stand with you, my friend, and uh, we will not tolerate anti-Semitism any type of prejudice against the Jewish people. Thank you, and we support you, and God bless you, my friend. God bless you, Chris, and your family. Thank you so much. And send our love to, to Beverly as well. Well, if you've missed any I of will. today's program, you can hear it in its entirety at our website at ohioca.org. Actually, Congressman Max Miller will be coming up the next segment. We have a recording of him at a, a speech at a local church that uh, he attended with Sylvia and I just a few weeks ago, and we'll be talking more about the state of Israel. Don't go away. We'll be right back. 
I'm Johnette Cruz, and I'm a busy mom. Then a friend told me about TrustBlueReview.com, a new website powered by the Christian Blue Network. She uses it to find trusted Christian-owned businesses. I checked it out, read the helpful reviews, and found a great family dentist. Now I use TrustBlueReview for all my family's needs. For peace of mind, do what I did. Visit TrustBlueReview.com or download their free mobile app from your app store today. The trusted source for all you do. Trust Blue Review. Will my kids like this dentist? Can I trust this mechanic? Who's a good choice for my upcoming remodel? I found businesses I can trust from TrustBlueReview.com. This company rebuilt our deck and renovated our bathroom. I'd highly recommend them to anyone looking to hire an honest contractor. The best dentist experience I've ever had. It's now easy to find trusted businesses in my community that have the same Christian values as my family. It all starts at TrustBlueReview.com or download their app in the App Store today. The trusted source for all you do. Trust Blue America is kept safe because the Army National Guard responds, protects, and supports our nation when it needs them most. From fighting wildfires with air support, helping civilians in flooded neighborhoods, to delivering food and supplies to those who have lost everything, the Army National Guard always responds when disaster strikes. The Army National Guard also trains to be ever vigilant against threats, foreign and domestic. They protect our skies with missile defense weaponry. They secure our information, communications and infrastructure with cybersecurity. And they protect us against chemical, biological and radiological hazards with the civilian support team. The Army National Guard also stands ready to deploy and provide support for conflicts or humanitarian missions abroad. Join the Army National Guard and be there to respond, protect, and support your community and your country. Visit NationalGuard.com to learn more about part-time service. Sponsored by the Ohio Army National Guard. Aired by the Ohio Association of Broadcasters and this station. The following is a previously aired broadcast. Welcome to News in Focus with your host, Chris Long, president of the Ohio Christian Alliance. Stay tuned for an analysis and conversation about the issues that matter most to you and your family. Here now with this week's edition of News in Focus is Chris Long. And welcome to this edition of News in Focus. We're glad that you've joined us. We're going to focus on the nation of Israel in this broadcast. In fact, the Bible says in Psalm 122, verse 6, Pray for the peace of Jerusalem. I will bless those, and they shall prosper that love thee. We're going to focus on the state of Israel, and we're going to talk about uh, just what's happening right now with the conflict in Israel as Hamas has done the unprecedented act of a terrorist army that uh, on October 7th that came over the fences of Gaza and committed horrible atrocities on the Jewish people. In fact, so much so... It's the worst atrocity on the state of Israel, the Jewish people, since the Holocaust. Well, this last Sunday at Grace Baptist Church in Brunswick, Pastor Richard Powers, uh, actually uh, a guest of ours, was Congressman Max Miller of Ohio's 7th District. Um, Max was the guest of my wife Sylvia and I as we attended Grace Baptist Church with Richard Powers, and uh, in fact the pastor had... Congressman uh, Miller, come to the stage and actually give an update on the state of Israel. Let's uh, listen in right now. We're honored that you're here today. And uh, I told him last Sunday we spoke to this business of Israel and Hamas and what's going on in the world. And this congressman is one of the strongest proponents of the state of Israel that you'll find in the House today. And so I want him to take a moment. Yes, amen. Thank you, Pastor. And I, and I just want to say thank you uh, for allowing me into your place of worship, and God bless you all. And, and Chris Long, um, I met in the very beginning when I got uh, into politics. So uh, I either want to thank you or uh, I'm just kidding. It's been fun. But no, in all seriousness, so what's going on in Israel, and I want to make something clear. Um, you know, Hamas, we hear about this group Hamas, right? Hamas are terrorists. And then we have the Palestinians, which we all know. Hamas took over in about 2005 a territory called Gaza, which Israel gave them in 2006. Israel gave them that piece of land because Israel wanted to make peace. Israel has wanted to make peace since 1948, since this country was the first country in the world to recognize them as a state and a country, the United States of America. And without your community backing the Jewish people and the state of Israel that has Christians, 
Muslims, Hindus, Jewish people, you name it, everything under the sun that is like our democracy here. They, race, creed, religion, everything is welcome. And these people want to do nothing but go over what you saw just a couple of weeks ago and to have their own 9-11, to have Hamas go over there and to go into their homes where we live here in Brunswick or into Rocky River where I live and to do terrible things to our families. We need to make something very clear that also this was the largest attack on the United States of America since 9-11. We had over 20 Americans killed in this terrorist attack in the state of Israel. This warrants a response, but a measured response and a strong one. And I believe that one is going to be delivered. And I do believe that to some extent we are in biblical times with everything that is going on, with what we see in Ukraine, with what we now see in Israel. And if there's one thing that I could ask all of you, and I'm happy to take questions after, is do one, please help me with one thing. I'm, I am just one of two Republican Jewish individuals in all of Congress. That's it. There's just me and David Kustoff, a gentleman out of Tennessee. What they're going to do to the Jewish people, they're going to call us barbarians. They're going to call us savages for literally responding to an unwarranted terrorist attack that murdered over 1,100 of the Jewish people, which weren't only Jewish, but also Palestinian and Arab and Christian and everything else. Continue to stand strong for Israel. We need a strong Israel. And a strong Israel needs your community behind it because we know that we need the Jewish people to have Israel, otherwise the Messiah will not return. And we need that. And we need your support behind us in that. Now, what can we do? You're going to see a lot of rhetoric in our communities about Hamas. Hamas is not a good group. You wouldn't want Hamas here. They would do terrible things to every single person and they want to end our way of life. It's in one of their tenets. Not only is it to kill all Jewish people, but to end the Western world. That is what's going on right now, and this is a fight not only for the soul of our country, but for the soul of Israel's. And we need to stand together with our allies. I'm a big proponent that this world is a much better place with us in it than with us out of it. And with our leadership and our democracy and our beacon of the hill, never lose sight of that. We are the United States of America. We will always stand strong, and we will continue to deliver and to continue to make sure that each and every single American is safe regardless of political affiliation. I just want to say I'm happy to answer any questions after this service, but thank you so much for giving me the platform to be here with all of you. God bless you, and thank you. And thank you for letting me work for you every single day in Washington. Thank you. That was Congressman Max Miller at Grace uh, Church, uh, Baptist Church in Brunswick this last Sunday. I want to read for you a statement from the Ohio Christian Alliance. The people of Israel have endured a great tragedy with the invasion of Hamas terrorists on villages and homesteads of the Israeli people. Israel's war cabinet is ready to respond to eradicate Hamas so they can never again commit the atrocities that the Israeli people suffered on October 7th. The Ohio Christian Alliance stands with the Jewish people and with the state of Israel. The shocking truth is that Hamas, Hezbollah, and the radical Islamic Iranian interests are out to destroy the state of Israel. That will not happen as long as they are the as they are the apple of God's eye, and he has them in his hand. Israel's enemies will be thwarted in their efforts to annihilate the Jewish state. The Bible is clear that God has a plan for Israel and the Jewish people. We as Christians must stand with them, pray for them, and pray for the peace of Jerusalem. This is their 9-11 moment, and as the Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu stated, Israel is at war. With me in the studio is Pastor Al Davis, uh, who is a board member of the Ohio Christian Alliance, also live with Pastor Al. Pastor, uh, we stand with Israel. Absolutely, Chris, and thank you for allowing me to be on today. Um, yeah, we take, we certainly stand with Israel, and uh, on our radio program, Live with Pastor Al, uh, we have taken uh, time to talk about this and stand with Israel. Our church, Richfield Bible Baptist Church, we unabashedly stand for Israel, pray for the peace of Jerusalem. Um, it's our duty as Christians. Um, this is what the Bible says we ought to do. And even if the Bible said that it didn't say that specifically, I would still say we should do that because it is the right thing to do. I mean, this it's our ally, yes, and uh, they are uh, in the Middle East, uh, the freest place to live, really, uh, if, as a Christian. Um, you could not do what we're doing on the radio right now if we lived in, say, Iran or uh, 
Egypt, Jordan, not like we're doing today on the radio. We They have freedom in Israel that they do not have. So even if it wasn't biblical, um, I would still encourage people stand with Israel on this. Uh, the atrocities that we were hearing that Hamas has committed beyond the pale, it's nothing short of demonic. So what we've seen in America, first of all, when the news came out of Israel and the images of what happened at the concert and in homesteads and in kibbutz across the country uh, where the Islam, uh, Islamic terrorists just went in and wholesale murdered whole families, men, women, children, infants, it was horrible in, bruta- in such brutality that just made people just, ga- you know, uh, uh, just, uh, just, un- just unspeakable terror. Yet, we saw... At the same time, on college campuses and universities in America, a support for the Palestinians and Hamas. What is going on with all these protests? We saw in New York a massive support of uh, protest in Chicago and other major cities. But this is not the first time this has happened because in the late 30s, there were large Nazi support rallies mm-hmm. in the continental United States. You would think you were in Berlin or in Nuremberg, but you were in New York City in Madison Square Garden. So history is repeating itself. And and as someone said to me, they're showing themselves for who they are. They, they couldn't help themselves. They came out on the streets. So now we, we know who these people are. And quite honestly, those who are here on student visas that are espousing terror, okay, because as the congressman said, 20 Americans were killed, yes. and there are others that were held hostage. I mean, we're, this is a, an act of war against the United States as well. And you can be uh, evicted from your student visa, and they ought to be. And they come from Yemen, Yemen, and they come from other Islamic states, and they're, they're speaking out against our ally Israel and against the United States. They ought to be evicted. Your thoughts? Oh, you're absolutely right. Uh, let me just share two passages here. I was thinking, as was listening to Max Miller, Congressman Miller, uh, and, and what he said there at Grace Baptist Church last Sunday. Uh, in Numbers chapter 24, Balaam was hired to curse Israel because Balak wanted Israel to be destroyed. And so he thought, well, I'll get this guy and he'll curse Israel for me and it'll make it easy. Well, God had other plans. In fact, the Spirit of God came upon Balaam. And Balaam ends up saying in verse 9, blessed is he that blesseth thee, meaning Israel, and cursed is he that curseth thee, again, meaning Israel. And I tie that with over in Obadiah. There's only one chapter there in verse Number 15 says, For the day of the Lord is near upon all the heathen. As thou hast done, it shall be done unto thee. Thy reward shall be returned upon thine own head. God, as you said, has a plan for Israel, and it doesn't mean Israel is going to be destroyed. God has a plan, and it ultimately will culminate with the Lord Jesus Christ returning to this world and setting up a worldwide kingdom that he will rule over from where? Israel, yes. from Jerusalem, yes. and Jerusalem will continue to be there. Israel will continue to be there despite the devil's efforts to destroy it. And I don't know about you, but I want to be on God's side, not the devil's side on this. You know, Pastor Powers pointed out, and he said that the Bible and Jesus actually prophesied that all nations would be against Israel, and mm-hmm. we can see that. Not only all those that are around them, and now we see in uh, in the in the continental United States, because of our immigration over the last 20 years, lots of Islamic people coming here from all those Islamic areas, those who are the ones who are joining in these protests. But quite honestly, the majority of Americans stand, and the U.S. stands, and I was so relieved to hear President Biden come out and support the state of Israel, and mm-hmm. saying that Israel must respond in retaliation of the atrocity that was brought against it. So the ground war has not started, at least as at the recording of this broadcast, and uh, there seems to be a pause, although Israel, and they should take their time. There's no rush to do this. Uh, they they needed to be uh, thoughtful in their military response, and what I'm saying is uh, because they want to get Hamas. That's yes. what they want to do. They want to, you know, not the innocent Palestinian people. They want to get Hamas, right? Mm-hmm. And uh, in fact, Hamas made sure that there were no rival political entities within Palestine, uh, with among the Palestinian uh, people uh, group, and they they made sure that they eradicated them. Uh, Hamas, the terrorist group that it is, uh, needs to be eradicated, and that's what Israel is going to do. But uh, we need to pray, Pastor, because obviously things are heated in the Middle East, and mm-hmm. we have forces there in the Mediterranean, and 
uh, and in the region, and we have these uh, battle groups there, and uh, U.S. resources and actually uh, some of our military bases have come under fire, and so people need to pray right now. Yes, absolutely, and when we look at this, you know, the, the chant that you're hearing on college campuses here in the United States and across Europe, uh, the chant that uh, Hamas is behind this, the uh, chant of from the river to the sea, Palestine will be free, literally means from the Euphrates, or not the Euphrates, the Jordan River to the Mediterranean, that land will be free of any Jew whatsoever. And that's nothing short of genocide. It and is. That reflects the Palace or the Hamas Charter, 1988 Charter, that says that Israel will continue to exist until it's obliterated and that they're going to obliterate it. And uh, this is is a a thing that's affecting all of us. And as you said, Americans are involved in this. Other uh, nationalities have been killed and kidnapped. And uh, certainly our, our uh, military bases in Syria and Iraq are under fire. They've been uh, being attacked, rocket attacks uh, and uh, other attacks. And there's a lot more going on here, isn't there, than just uh, meets the eye sometimes. And we don't know how many sleeper cells are here in the country. In fact, uh, as Congress have, has pointed out, during the Biden administration, 8 million illegals have poured over mm-hmm. the border. 8 million, Pastor. That makes up, that's four Nebraskas. Uh, Nebraska's 2 million people. It's like adding four new states to the union. Folks, do you realize how many 8 million people is? That's how many illegals have poured over the border. In other words, we haven't vetted these people. They haven't come through a process center. How many terrorists have come in among the 8 million? How many sleeper cells are here? America, wake up and get involved, and we need to get a hold of this. Thankfully, we have a new Speaker of the House, uh, Mike Johnson, who says that one of the main problems of this country right now, the crisis on the southern border, and we need to shore up the southern border. We need to start uh, sending back these people that came, that came here illegally, poured over this border. And, you know, even liberal groups are starting to cry in Chicago and New York and other cities uh, because they're starting to feel the pain with all these illegals coming in with demand on social services and, and by the way, hospital emergency rooms. You know, I had a member of the family who was at an emergency room. She had to wait for hours to get a bed. Why? Because they're coming to our emergency rooms. They're using our services. They came here illegally. And it's like, this can't be. And so America really needs to take control of, of itself and stop the chaos already. Well, instead, we've got cities like New York City talking about setting up tent cities in parks and public spaces to handle the illegals who currently are being put up in in really fairly nice hotels at, at public expense. Um, there comes a time when... And, but Amer- they've said, we have no more room. No more. <laughs> there's no room in the inn, okay? So they're going to put them in tents. <laughs> so the liberal has changed his mind. You know, that's why someone says, you know, uh, I remember uh, Michael Savage used to say that the you know liberalism is a mental, mental disease. disease yes. and, and it truly is because they don't really think through uh, and they're trying to say, well, we need to be compassionate to these people. It's like, look, we have an immigration process in this country, but get in line, mm-hmm. right? A lot of people want to come to America, but get in line. My yeah. ancestors came here, both the Irish and the Italian, uh, last century. But they came through Ellis Island, and they came through the processes, and they had host families, and then they worked as soon as they got here. All those things were expected. These people were coming here trying to live on the dole. Your thoughts, Pastor? Oh, you're absolutely right. And our Constitution is not set up to to uh, administer uh, welfare checks to the world's ref, you know to the world's refugees. That's right. There, um, there are things in place for refugees. They're supposed to go to the nearest country to them where they can seek sanctuary. And uh, for many of them, that would mean Mexico, not us. Yes. <laughs> they're, uh, so they're violating international law. But Again, when we look at what's happening in Israel and against the the nation of Israel and against the Jewish people— By by the way, I want to say something that came to light this last week. America's enemies are actually helping to facilitate—you see, where are all these people coming from? Uh, Our enemies are actually facilitating these people going to the southern border— and Nicaragua was one of the uh, uh, groups that was doing it. They were actually flying in Mm -hmm. on secret charter flights from Haiti, Haitians— into Nicaragua so they can make their way up to the southern border of the United States. 
We have our enemies working against us, but this happens when you have lack of leadership in Washington. Right. President Biden, he owes he owns this. Yes, absolutely. And the Democrats. Absolutely. Uh, I want to go back to Israel here for a minute and the attack. Uh, what's happening there? You know, they say first they come for the Saturday people, then they're going to come for the Sunday people. So this is this is a glimpse of what we have in store here. Um, I was going to share something else here that I, I was thinking uh, I had heard. Um, the Ancestry Service, 23andMe, people sign up there, you send in a genetic uh, you know, a cheek swab or whatever, and get your ancestry. You're talking about your yes. Irish and, and Italian ancestry. Right. Um, guess what's happened there? They've been hacked so that people of Jewish ancestry have been identified worldwide. Oh, my. That have submitted to 23andMe. And this is just a reminder of the world that we live in. A number of these genetic ancestry groups got ties to China, who's been making a, a you know a, a, a file on a genetic uh, you know DNA uh, results of people around the world. And sure, no no ill intent there at all. I'm sure, <laughs> but but look at this the 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 targeting you know, of the you know, Jewish pastor, people. That that genetic DNA goes all the way back to Adam, and you know what? It's all sin. Yeah, the original the, sin, the sin nature, isn't it? right yeah, there. That's right. And uh, but you know this is a targeting. And I, I heard somebody saying, you know, you would think the left would love Israel. They would absolutely love it. They've got high taxes and uh, compulsory government service, and uh, they got the kibbutz, which are basically communes. And unfortunately. And- they have gun control laws, yeah, yeah. and that's why these people were victims because they didn't mm-hmm. have, you know, uh, they didn't have a firearm at home to be able to to defend themselves. Yes. They had, they were defenseless. Yeah, and so they got all this. So why would they favor instead Hamas, that is a a extreme religious group uh, that is very repressive and all that? And I, I keep coming back to it. It's demonic. The devil hates the Jewish people. The Bible describes them as the apple of God's eye. The devil hates that which God loves. God has a purpose for the Jewish people in the state of Israel. The devil knows that, and he's anxious and trying to destroy it. And so this is a spiritual battle. It is. A spiritual battle. The Bible says in Genesis 12, 3, I will bless those who bless thee, and I will curse those who curse thee. And in thee shall all the nations of the earth be blessed. That was the Abrahamic blessing. It con- it continues to this day. Mm-hmm. And of course, it was a prophecy concerning that through Abraham would come the promised seed, the Messiah, which is Jesus, Yahshua, the Messiah. And uh, Pastor, Jesus is the light of the world. He is the hope of the world. And he is the Messiah that the Jews are waiting for. He's already come. And we pray that the Jewish people would have their eyes open, that they would see Jesus, the Messiah. But folks, I want to read to you from Isaiah chapter 60, verse 1. Arise, shine, for thy light is come, and the glory of the Lord is risen upon thee. You know, this is a time really for the church to rise and shine. This is a time for us to pray, to intercede for the people of Israel, for our neighbors, for our friends, uh, for our fellow countrymen right now, because the darkness has come. So it says, For behold, the darkness shall cover the earth, and gross darkness the people, but the Lord shall arise upon thee. And in, and uh, But the Lord shall arise upon thee, and his glory shall be seen upon thee. Church... That's what's supposed to be happening. The glory is supposed to be upon us so we can preach the gospel of Jesus Christ and they can see the light of God in us, uh, both Jew and Gentile, as we share the good news of Jesus. But, Pastor, as we think about these things and about what's happening with Jewish people, we need to defend them. We need to speak out against anti-Semitism. And we're seeing alarming signs in this country, not only in the protests across the country and the universities and colleges, but there was an attack on a Jewish uh, synagogue leader in Detroit, and she was murdered, and that's still being investigated. We don't want that kind of violence to spread in this country, so we do need to pray. And as we close out here, I want to take a moment to pray for the people of Israel, the Jewish people here in this country and also in Israel, as they conduct the war to eradicate Hamas, their chief enemy, and Hezbollah to keep them at bay uh, at this time of turmoil in the state of Israel. Pastor, would you lead us in a word of prayer? 
Yes, thank you. Heavenly Father, Lord, as we just consider uh, what the Bible says about the Jewish people, they are the apple of your eye. And as we've seen in the Scripture, you said that you would bless those that bless Israel and curse those that curse Israel. And and we see what's happening in the world today. Lord, help us, Lord, as your people, as, as the believers in Christ today that even though the Jewish people may not recognize Jesus as their Messiah yet, the Bible says one day all Israel shall be saved, and they will come to that knowledge. But in the meanwhile, help us to be faithful, to support them, to pray for them, and to pray for the peace of Jerusalem. Lord, we just ask that you would just raise up uh, voices uh, throughout our nation that would cry out for the fact that we need to defend and support Israel. There's uh, there's satanic attacks against the Jewish people, against the state of Israel, and we know that even some Christians might fall prey to that. But Lord, we ask that you would just help us to see what the Bible says. Help us, Lord, to do the right things, that we might be the witness that you would have us to be, that we could be a witness to the Jewish people that we could be a witness to them. And Lord, we just ask that you would protect those that are fighting for peace and fighting for uh, the the safety of Israel. And pray for our troops, our uh, people that have been sent into harm's way, Marines, Navy, Air Force, Army, uh, military members that are there. Bless them and help them. Raise up godly individuals. We thank you for raising up Mike Johnson as a godly leader in our country. We pray that you'd raise up more like him that we can make a difference, and we do pray your blessing on this country, that we would be found on the side of blessing Israel. And Lord, we thank you, and just continue to pray for the peace of Jerusalem. We thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank you, Pastor Al. Also reading from Isaiah 60 and verse 3, And the Gentiles shall come to thy light, and kings to the brightness of thy rising. This is uh, from Isaiah chapter 60, and we need to pray that we, the church, just arise at this moment and to be a light, uh, the light of Christ, uh, to everyone around us, and we will be a witness for him in these last days. Well, listen, uh, we have an election coming, and on November 7th, we need to vote no on issues one and two. You have been listening to News in Focus with your host, Chris Long, president of the Ohio Christian Alliance. To learn more about the issues that matter most to you and your family, visit online at ohioca.org. That's ohioca.org. Thank you for listening. This program is sponsored by the Ohio Christian Alliance of Akron, Ohio.